When I first started my business back in 2018, everyone was going on and on about how important it was to get your content out on Pinterest. So I figured it was important. And if the expert said to do it, then I'd do it. In fact, one of my very first investments as a business owner was Tailwind because I knew right off the bat that I did not want to need to pin every day. And right away, I started to see traffic and traction. So I kept at it. I was joining group boards, different Tailwind tribes, creating my own, pinning like crazy. And like the one that I am, I found all of the rules and I followed them. And then came the major shift in Pinterest once. And if you've been around long enough, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about because while Pinterest was always making changes like any other platform, this one changed everything. And I want to say it was in 2019 because I can remember listening to a podcast from a Pinterest expert while folding laundry in our Washington house, but my timing very well may be off. But regardless, this update threw all of us for a loop. All of a sudden, everything that we had been doing was being called a no-no. Groups, no longer good for you. Tailwind tribes, no longer good for you. And it seemed like using Tailwind in general was going to harm our accounts. And even the Pinterest experts that I followed did not understand what was going on. And it came out pretty quickly after that, that Tailwind was still a partner and it was fine to use. But by that point, I was just too overwhelmed to be bothered because in my mind, if the experts didn't know what was going on, I surely wasn't going to. So I started using Pinterest at a bare minimum moving forward because I was just too overwhelmed to keep up with all of the new rules and to try and sit down and understand them. So I just kept telling myself, okay, for now, just do the bare minimum and I'm going to hire a Pinterest expert when the time's right. Only the time was never right, and here I am, gosh, three years later, if the timeline I'm thinking is correct is correct, three years later, and I still haven't hired anyone as a Pinterest expert. And my guess is that you probably feel the same way about Pinterest. You know you need to use it, you might have even used it in the past, but it seems entirely too complicated at the moment to bother with yourself, and you've been wasting years not gaining any traction on that platform. Well, good news, my friend, because today I am so excited to tell you that I'm joined by a very special guest, Natalie Bardo, and she's here to help. Natalie Bardo is a Pinterest coach dedicated to helping blogs, brands, and businesses like yours achieve their goals of more traffic, more subscribers, and more sales. For the last six years, she's organically built her personal development blog, It's All You Booze Authority, and reached for free with just Pinterest and SEO. Achieving 1 million views on Pinterest since her very first month, she's grown her email list to 14,000 subscribers and has sold thousands of copies of her digital products and courses. And the best part, what she teaches is so simple and it works. I started to put it into practice immediately after giving this interview and right away saw a major increase in my traction and my traffic within my website. So be sure to listen to this a few times, take some notes, whatever you need to do. You're listening to Chasing Simple, episode 135, and I'm your host, Amanda Warfield. Let's dive in. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. 
I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Are you looking to improve your content without spending a ton of time and mental energy doing so? Whether you're looking for help knowing what to talk about, setting up content systems, or improving your launch strategy, the Chasing Simple Shop has something for you. From a year of content prompts broken up by type of content to my launch strategy mini course, which will teach you my entire strategy for launching your upcoming online course, the Chasing Simple Shop is the quick and simple way to take your content to the next level. And you can get 10% off any item just for being a listener of the Chasing Simple podcast by using the code LISTENER at checkout. Just head to amandawarfield.com slash shop. And again, that code for 10% off is listener. Natalie, I am so, so, so pumped to have you here. I was telling you before we hit record that another one of my guests actually recommended you to me as someone that I should interview. And as soon as she said your name and what you did, I was like, oh, I'm I'm done. I'm in. I need her help. So I know <laughs> that my listeners probably need her help too. So I'm super excited to have you here. Can you tell everyone who you are and what you do? So hey, everyone. I'm Natalie Bardo. I affectionately say I'm your Pinterest coach. So even though we just met, I'm your Pinterest person. I'm here to help you get more traffic, more subscribers, and more sales with Pinterest. So for me, Pinterest has been the really and truly like the thing that changed everything for me when I started my blog. And I got a lot of requests to teach my strategies. So I ended up starting like a second business where you know, I've got courses and templates and videos. So yeah, I'm your Pinterest person. I love that. And I know that I am not alone in being super overwhelmed by Pinterest. And I know that I get the importance of Pinterest. I get why it's so great. I get that it's, you know, a search engine, more like Google and not social media. I understand all of that. I am so overwhelmed by all the changes that Pinterest And honestly, I don't even know if they're still making them that they made back in like 2019, 2020, whenever that period of time was where they made a ton of changes. And there was a lot of questions about like, is Tailwind even still helpful for Pinterest? And that whole era was when I I was using Pinterest and I threw up my hands and I said, I can't deal with this right now. And now I've lost all of that traffic and very much want to bring it back in, but I don't even know where to get started. So what are the basics that we need to know as business owners wanting to utilize Pinterest in 2022? Yeah. So if there's like a Pinterest shaped hole in your heart, I would just, the one of the great things about the changes, and if we can look past the, oh, we got to do things differently, is realizing that things are actually simpler now. So I think pre-2019, for anyone who's like, I don't know what y'all are talking about, 
It was very much like maximum effort. Let's take this one image and pin it to every single possible board on the face of the universe, right? And a lot of repinning, a lot of things like group boards, and even like finding hashtags, things that maybe that was the best strategy then, but now you definitely don't want to do those things. And it's good because think about all the energy you are wasting on those strategies, right? And it doesn't work right now. Now, the best way is simply to focus on, I'm sure you've heard this phrase before, fresh pins. And, you know, it's really just create a stunning image, write a great title, write a great description, link to your content, pin it to the best possible board, then move on to your next pin. So it's, it's less work in the sense that you can do all of that up front. You just know what your keywords are and you just save it to the best possible board and then move on to your next pin, right? And you don't have to worry about, oh, do I have to share this here? Do I have to do that? And, you know, I'd say that I still use Tailwind, but it's like you have to just use it in that more simplistic way in the sense that, okay, you can batch your content. So, you know, say you've got like 20 podcast episodes, just design a couple of pins for each, optimize them and just schedule them a couple a day. You know, you don't have to pin 20 times a day. If you're just getting started, one pin a day is a great place to start, one or two. So to me, that seems easier. I think now is the time to come back realizing that, you know, you don't have to do so much. Yeah. And I'm all for simplicity, obviously, Tracy and simple. Like I love anything simple. And what I have been doing and what my strategy was previously was I would take for every piece of long form content, I would mm-hmm. create six pins. Yep. And then I would take each of those six pins and I would schedule them out to 10 different boards one week apart each. Mm-hmm. And so then, so now, yeah. I would just say, like, now you've got your six pins, you'd still do those first steps. But instead of sharing them to 10 boards each, you would just share one pin a week. So space out your six pins by a week and that's it. And just to one board each. One board, best possible board, right? So if you have a podcast episode on Pinterest, right? Maybe the board name is Pinterest Tips, right? You add it there, it's optimized. You can design a new pin. Maybe you want to share it to traffic secrets or whatever those specific keywords are and that's it. One additional step is that if you do still have Tailwind is that you could use Tailwind communities where you just add your pin to the community and get other people who are have optimized boards to save your pin for you. So it's it's more like letting other people doing the repinning because that's going to help your pin. So what would be your next step after you shared to 10 boards? Nothing. I would just let it ride. Just let it ride. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's basically it. And I know that we can get so caught up in, oh my gosh, Pinterest is changing. Idea pins. It's so e-commerce now. Like I just feel like so many people get caught up and confused by the hype, the new features. They're like shiny and bright and you kind of get like dazed and confused and you feel like, oh, you know, I don't know how to use Pinterest anymore. But at the core of it, It is still a search engine. It is still all about your keywords. It is still like, I encourage everyone to focus on seasonal content, give the people what they want when they want it. Those are tried and true methods that are never going to go out of style. So I would say like, think of new features as an add-on, but it's not the foundation. So personally, like I don't create idea pins for my main account. And right now, low season, I'm four point something million views. 
And all I'm doing is focusing on SEO. So I really just tell people to focus on the foundations. Don't get, don't, don't like get all starry eyed and worried that, oh, I'm not up to date. As long as you're doing those best practices of targeting keywords, optimizing your pin titles, your pin descriptions, saving them to boards that you've also optimized, designing multiple pins per post, but spacing them out. You can batch and get ahead. You will be successful, especially if you get in tune with the seasons and what is trending when. So you're telling me, I just like, I'm struggling to wrap my mind around how simple this is. (laughs) You're telling me a couple pins per post, space them out, Yep. Once a week for a month, month and a half, pin them to one board each. Yep. And then just one to two pins per day to start. And if, because I know a lot of, it depends how much content you have. Like, how many blog, how many podcast episodes do you have roughly? A lot. Uh, by the time this airs, I would, as of the time of recording, 121 just got released. Okay. So, so you could batch design, say, five pins for a hundred of those podcast episodes and just space them out and let them roll. But I know some of us, you know, maybe we we only got 10 pieces of content right now, okay? So for those people, yeah, one or two pins a day is a great place to start. But for you and I, we've got over 100 pieces of content. We could share up to maybe five pins a day. Right now, people are saying five pins is like the magic number. I would just say the magic number is you being consistent. That's the magic number, consistency. You know, don't just show up and pin for a month and fall off which is why I really encourage everyone to batch. Like you Mm want to create at least one month worth of pins so that you can get ahead so that you don't have those moments where you're like, oh, I didn't pin, you know, like how many times have you felt that way about a social media site, right? I just want to point out to everyone that I didn't tell her to say any of this. <laughs> just, I'm just throwing that out there. I didn't I didn't preface her on any of this. This is all her and this is another expert telling you to batch your content. So... Batch, batch, batch. It's the only way to survive as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Okay. And that's where you start, right? That's the, say you're beginning, you're in the starting phase, and then we can talk about scaling, right? But when you're beginning, you just got to figure out, okay, what pin templates are working for me? What type of content is resonating on Pinterest? And that when you have those two bits of information, then you can come at it from a place of, okay, I know these are my best performing templates. I know people are interested in ABC. These are my top topics. So you can double down on creating more content for that. Then you have even more time to, okay, what's coming up in 60 to 90 days so I can get ahead of the trends, right? So if you're creating, say, content for the new year, you want to start that in like October, for example, Always give yourself a couple of months ahead. And then that's where you really get to see the growth because you know what works and you can just like at the heart of it, Pinterest is all about give the people what they want when they want it in the pins they're going to click on. So, you know, it's, it is simple if we really think about it. So keywords, I know that's Ah. obviously a really important part of this. Where do we even begin with keyword research and how do we make sure that we are creating pins that are actually going to do anything for us. Yeah. So best place to check is super easy. Just use the search bar. The search bar is going to, just like if you're on Google, it's going to autofill with the queries that people are using. So if it shows up 
that means that people are actually searching for that specific keywords. So I would focus on a long tail keyword phrase that's maybe three to five words in length. We want to do that because it's easier for you to rank for a more specific keyword phrase than specifically just one keyword. So, you know, we wouldn't try to rank for the word Pinterest, right? Maybe we could do simple Pinterest marketing tips. Maybe that is something we could rank for, right? So you want to be a little bit more specific in finding our keywords and you can use the search bar. You could also hop into a tool like Pinterest Trends, which is free, accessible to any business account. You just click on analytics and then it says trends. You're going to click in there. You're going to choose the country where the majority of your traffic comes from. So you've got US, Canada, or the UK. I'm assuming the majority of your people are from the US. Like, you know, I'm in Canada, but my audience is American. And then you're going to type your phrases in there. If it shows up in Pinterest trends, there's definitely a search volume for it. If you're in a more niche category and you're not finding that many keywords in trends, that doesn't mean that no one's searching for it. It just simply means that it's not a keyword that Pinterest has deemed like priority for the trends tool. But if it's in the search, like you type it into the search bar and it comes up, that's a good indication. Another place you can go is Audience Insight. You got to really explore that analytics tab and it lists the top 20 plus categories on Pinterest, which are the niches. And you can click and see, okay, like say you're in finance, you click on that and it shows you exactly what people are searching for. So you could even use that for content planning and, you know, expanding your audience that way. Super helpful. You mentioned earlier idea pins. Can you tell us a little bit about what those even are and Mm -hmm. what does that even mean? Because I keep hearing people talk about it and I just have not a clue. Yeah. So an idea pin is, think of it like Pinterest answer to stories or reels, right? But unlike a story, it doesn't expire after 24 hours. And within that idea pin, there are multiple slides that you can click through, right? Mm -hmm. So it's almost like a self-contained I hate to use the word story, but, you know, it really is. And you can like click through them, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. multiple, multiple slides together in one pin. But the thing that's different is that, and I don't know, maybe by the time this podcast comes out, this will change, but currently there are no links. So it's more about boosting engagement, boosting your profile on Pinterest, not so much about gaining clicks. But Pinterest has come out with this thing called the Creator Rewards Program. So if you're in the U.S. and you meet the the qualifications, you can actually get paid to create idea pins. So that's very much the incentive. And yeah, there's a lot of people. There's like, it's like a craze, right? Like, new feature. I want free money. But I would just say don't get distracted by dollar signs because that money is going to run out. And then where will you be? But if you've been creating those standard pins, which are just images or even video pins that link to your site, that's going to really, in the long term, build you traffic. I've never seen anyone in any creator fund happy about it. It's always never the money they were expecting. Their views get throttled. Oh, no. There are people getting like thousands of dollars a month. But I'm just saying... Uh, the Pinterest stock is not doing great. And I just don't see them for long term giving out millions of dollars every single month forever, right? That's going to run out. 
And it's always just better to build traffic to your own website and your own offers. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So we've got the basics. We're going to yeah. get consistent. We're going to batch our pins. We're going to get consistent and get them all scheduled out. You mentioned scaling. Actually, wait, before I ask that question, let me back up. How long does it take to start to see traction mm-hmm. once you start pinning consistently? What's a good expectation that's realistic? Yeah, I would say that nowadays, probably six months. Six months is like a good time frame. To give that some perspective to anyone that's like, six months, that's forever. Okay, how long is it going to take your website to get some Google traffic? Years, my friends, years, right? So still better than Google from that standpoint. But yeah, it's going to take a couple of months. And that's simply because things things work a little slower now. It takes pins longer to be indexed. That means to even show up in search results for some accounts, it can take a couple of months. So if you quit after three months, only if just a few of your pins are indexed, you you kind of like, you know, you exit before you even have the chance to be successful. So, you know, I would just keep your expectations to be like at a realistic level, like an expectation that it's going to take time, but like all things that are worth it, it does take time and just show up consistently. And I would just find a way to make it part of your workflow. So when you're creating your content, I hope you're optimizing your posts or your products for, or your pages for search engines, for Google, right? So it's just one extra step. And I think when you batch it and you approach it from the, okay, this is the day I'm going to design pins, right? So every couple of months, you know, I I give myself a Saturday, I'm going to spend a couple hours, I'm just going to design a whole bunch of pins and save them. And then I can schedule them out. So I think that's a lot more approachable than, oh my God, I have to do this every day. Right. Absolutely. Batching. This, these listeners are sick of hearing me talk about batching. So they batching get it. Amazing. <laughs> and they, they are doing it. Right, friends? Okay. So we've been, let's say we've been doing this consistently for six to eight months. We're starting to see some traction. You mentioned scaling earlier. What would we do to make sure that we're scaling what we're already doing once we're consistent? Yeah. So I say once you're out of that startup start phase where you're learning how to, you're just getting used to being on Pinterest. One thing you definitely want to do is just audit all the pins you've pinned so far. So you should have a couple months in, you should have pinned several hundred pins by now, right? You're going to go into your analytics and you're going to take a look. What is actually working? What are people clicking on? And that's why it's a great idea to at least have a handful of templates as opposed to just one pin template. You want to see, be able to compare and look at, oh, wow, you know, this, this one pin template, they're all in the top five. Wow. Why am I wasting time on any other template? So then you can retire your worst performing pin templates double down on your best, and even then innovate a few new ones. That's what I would do for that. You then also want to look at the content level. What types of posts are performing? Is it the list type posts where it's like top tips for so-and-so? Is it your how-to posts? Is it posts that are on a certain subcategory of topic, right? So if you're in business, is it your tips for female entrepreneurs that are doing the best? Like, look at it. And if you're selling products, for example, what are your best performing products? What is selling, right? So when we look at things from that perspective, and then you can also do that at the board level too. 
which boards have the pins that are getting the most clicks, for example? Or do you have any dead boards that you should maybe, you know, merge with a different board or delete it? And then I would also say at that scaling phase is when you, since it's almost like mischief managed, like, okay, I'm not panicking about Pinterest, everything is calm. Then you, I would encourage you to look at your calendar, look 60 to 90 days out and start planning ahead. Like what's a piece of content? Go back to your keywords, check trends, check the search bar, look to see what's going to be coming up in the new season. So if it's summer, what's coming up in fall? If you're, if it's the fall for you, get started for winter, find some seasonal content that's really going to pull up your traffic. You could also at that point, even once again, revisit audience insights. You can check out some trending tools to see what's trending, like what's coming up. And I think those are the opportunities. Like if you double down on what's already working, you factor in seasonal content, you factor in trending content, that's how you, and you're designing even new and better pins. That's really where you start to see some growth. Like these are tried and true methods for doing that. So you mentioned the seasonal pins a couple of times and to start looking at it 60 to 90 days out. Are you saying that you should start pinning those seasonal trends 60 to 90 days out or you should just start planning to create that content and then pin it? You can start pinning it. Okay. So say we start 90 days to prep and prepare and then a couple of weeks out, we publish that piece of content and we start pinning. That's definitely good. I think when we get into the 45 days, it gets a little close because I remember we said that sometimes it can take your pin two months to even be indexed. So if you wait too late, by time the keyword has spiked and fallen, your post is then found like two months later. You don't want to be like late to the party. So that's why I really encourage people to get started early with seasonal content. And traffic on Pinterest is very seasonally driven, which is why a tool like Pinterest Trends is so powerful because you can look and see based on any keyword when people start finding interest in that keyword. And you then just want to make sure you've saved your content before it even starts to take off. And that's typically 90 days out. You can see like even, for example... Christmas, which is huge, huge, like Q4 is usually the biggest quarter for blog traffic, right? And people start planning Christmas on Pinterest in the summer. So you can never get started too early when it comes to seasonal content. Gotcha. So let's say that you've got some seasonal content uh-huh. using the the new year example. Let's say you've got some content about goal setting. Yeah, yeah. And you pinned it. That's my niche right there. <laughs> You pinned it last year. Yeah. Should you repin it or create new templates for it yeah, to so pin again this year? I get you. Repinning is pretty much a done done practice. You can repin other people's content, but really there are some people who say like, okay, yeah, you can repin it like once or twice a year. Sure, you can do that, but you could just design some fresh pins my traffic is very heavily seasonally driven. And I don't have to repin a pin from two, three, four, five years ago. If I did the proper SEOing when I created that pin the first time, it's still going to bring traffic. So I always create fresh pins for old content. So coming up on New Year's, I'm gonna start creating those pins probably in October, early October. I'll start pinning by the end of the month. And I will see in my analytics 
my new pins start to take off, but my old ones start to take off too. So you're just building and building and building. So in a couple of years, you've got like 10, 20, 30, 40 pins that all look different, that are all optimized because as time goes on, you're going to design better looking pins. You're going to get better at this, right? And they all can drive you traffic. Okay. But so 20 to 30 pins, maybe for a handful of pieces of content? I'm saying over time, right? Like, right, I right, right. Like at a maximum, you maybe want to do 15 pins to a piece of content a year, especially if you're seasonal, right? It's only, you're only going to be pinning that for a couple of months and then you move on to the next one. So if you space them out once per week, you can design, say, eight. That's two months worth of pins. And then next year, you can design eight more. But from a better perspective, because you know, okay, people like light pins or dark pins or this color really pops or this style of pin does better. So every year, you're starting from a place of more knowledge of more validation of what works and what doesn't work. And if you don't get caught up in the whole like, oh my gosh, the platform is changing. And yeah, it is changing in the sense that it's simpler. You don't have to worry about the the repinning or being like on maximum engagement or whatever. But yeah, I would say that would definitely work. For people that have digital products, digital offers, what is the best way for them to use Pinterest to drive sales of those digital offers? So I am not an e-commerce master when it comes to Pinterest. I'm more about the organic and the blog posts, for example. So I always come from it from a perspective of creating that funnel. So whether you have a shop, I do think it's always a good practice to either have some type of content that you're creating. So at least you have many links to share on Pinterest, right? Like it's all about having just more than one link to share. And so whether they're coming to your site and they're opting in for a freebie that then pitches that product on like a thank you page and they enter your funnel where you pitch them. But if you want to be more like direct click to sales, you can also get in the verified merchant program, which is where you can get that little blue check mark and you can have the shop tab on your page and create product pins. So to get into the verified merchant program, the rules are always shifting. So I do encourage you all to... If that's something you're curious in, you're going to want to search and get the most up-to-date info from the Pinterest website directly. But currently, I believe the requirements are that you have at least 10 products and you have to have clearly outlined return policy, shipping policy, and pages on your site. Even if it's a digital product, you need those pages. And say, for example, you have a WordPress site, you could use WooCommerce. There's a plugin that's easily going to get you added to the the program because you have to sync your catalog with Pinterest, right? So unfortunately, currently they're broken up with Etsy. You can't claim your Etsy shop, but if you do have an Etsy shop, you can create a Squarespace site and they have a plugin that allows you to connect to your Etsy products. So that's kind of the workaround for that. Shopify also has a direct integration. So if you've built your shop on one of those platforms, you can apply to the Verified Merchant Program and it's going to list all of your products on your profile. And that's a way for you to sell directly. And say, for example, you sell you know, home decor items, you can design idea pins that are like 10 best home office must-haves, right? And in your idea pin, you can actually link to your products. So that's kind of a way for you to get the click with those. That's so fascinating. I didn't even know you could 
link shops on Pinterest anymore. So that's how <laughs> that's far behind I am. <laughs> but don't feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have a shop. I'm not able to do that. It's not for me. I don't have a shop. It, Pinterest is still for me. So don't don't let the changes discourage you or make you feel like you're so behind with this. Like driving traffic to your content that you're creating, whether those are blog posts, podcasts, videos, or all three, it still works as long as you have those foundational, beautiful pins and optimized with keywords. You're good to go. And you're consistent. <laughs> yes. This has been incredible, Natalie. Thank you so much for sharing your wealth of knowledge on Pinterest. I think we can all say that we can confidently move forward, showing up consistently on Pinterest and getting more eyes on our websites now and our content. If you could give the listeners one action step to take this week as they're moving forward after listening to this, what would that be? One action step. I would say that... Design some pin templates. Design some pin templates that you're excited about using and that make it easier for you to get started. Because I think once you have those handful of templates, then that's just a good place to start because then all you have to do is update the text and swap out the images to, and then you're off to the races, right? So I would say that, or even say you already have that, I would just make a list of some posts that you can either create or update for the next season. Like what's 60 to 90 days out from right now and start planning that way. Awesome. And we like to end every episode with a book recommendation. So what would be one book and it can be business, it can be fiction, it can be anything in between, but what's one big book that you would recommend that everyone goes and reads? Oh gosh. Oh gosh. It's been so long since I've actually read a book, which is a horrible thing to say, but I actually do really like the book launch by Jeff Walker. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a very helpful book in terms of for like great business advice, right? And understanding how the whole literally like launching a product or building from an email list and getting into that funnily mindset. I think that's a really great one. Awesome. We will link to that in the show notes. Where can everyone find out more about you? Where can they connect with you? What's the best place to find you? Yeah. So come on over to my YouTube channel. Can you share a link with them? Absolutely. Yeah. So I post free weekly content every Friday. I drop a new video. So definitely want to check that out and subscribe to my channel. And then in my banner, you can actually sign up for my free masterclass where I share the top three mistakes you're making on Pinterest without even realizing it. And that's a great crash course if you want to like either get started or get restarted with Pinterest. Perfect. Natalie, thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.